Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Colossal Supremo. Go! Your destination for soccer talk with Emmy Award winning play by play man Dan Dibley Squirt. and international soccer savant Rick Tittle. Work it, work it. Let's kick it off. Well, let's launch into it then, Rick. A pro needs no warm up other than a good old fashioned go. Three, two, one. Launch. We have liftoff. Golasso, golasso, golasso. Also, 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 Golasso Supremo, episode 41. What's good, Ricky T? Hey, you know what? Everyone said, I give you guys 40 episodes, and then you're going to be at each other's throats. Oh, yeah, you'll never make 41. There'll be blood <laughs> on the pitch by 41. I mean, we're almost near near halftime, 45 episodes in, plus, of course, the the typical extra time. Yes, yeah, so we like need a little uh, tiempo suplementario, a little uh, little stoppage. I could use a little tiempo suplementario with maybe some uh, some rice and beans on the side. Yeah, a little siesta, a little margarita, maybe pacifico cerveza también. No doubt, no doubt. Of course, this upcoming week I will be in Miami, so yeah. uh, we will have really? to. Really? Are yes. they taking the shows there? Yeah, we're taking our show, Jolo and Dibs, on location. How great. It's Congratulations. Great. Yeah, thank you. I've never been to Miami, so do you have any... Miami tips for me? Never been? been. Never okay. been to Miami. So you get to sleep in a little bit, too. Yeah, show's going 9 to 1. It's almost uh, tittle hours, you know? <laughs> I'm tittle I, uh, my, my mail password hasn't worked for a week, so I don't get anything. Oh, no? Yeah, I'll go see if I can... If I'm still on the list or oh, not. Oh, boy. Is that what it's come to here? I don't know. Persona non grata <laughs> as we go from Spanish to... That will be the... Well, if that happens, then the podcast dies. So let's hope that doesn't happen. We can always do it externally and we can uh, <laughs> sure. import it or we can we export it. We can do it over it. at Schroeder's. We sure could. And there's tons to talk about as it pertains Just to... Just tell me when we start. Oh, we'll oh we've start started. In three, two, and one. <laughs> go! Yes. Rick, uh, match day 24 is in the books. We'll talk about that. OGS, Oldie Gunner Solshire is... Under some heat at Manchester United, although he doesn't seem to think so. We got to talk about Bobby Firmino rescuing Liverpool, keeping their their winning streak alive. And of course, there's always some transfer news. I know the Spurs have added young Willian Jose, and we'll get into that. Is that official? Uh, it's according to sources, they're confident. Of the signing yeah, of yeah. Willian Jose. According to sources, they're not confident. <laughs> and that source would be Well, Willian Jose, who is a um, a guy who plays for Real Sociedad. He's a big, strapping Brazilian striker. He's had a cup of coffee with the uh, national team. We'll see if that happens. We hear that officially today that Christian Eriksen might be on his way to uh, Inter. Uh, so far, just uh, Getson Fernandez, a loan of one and a half years uh, from Benfica. That's been the signing for Spurs so far. But I will say this out, a little shout out to our mutual friend, Michael Urban. The um, Real Sociedad kit says good ball on it. So I think that jersey is good for ball. Nice. It is good for yeah. ball. I had to text it to him and he said, I said, this jersey is good for ball. He goes, yes, it is. That's awesome. I haven't yes. talked to the big uh, left-hander in quite some time. I, I owe him a call to be sure. Let's mm-hmm. start with just match day 24 in the Prem, and we'll go from the most recent 
to the oldest of the results, starting, of course, with Liverpool. First, before we get to Liverpool's mastery, Wolves have turned out to be a pretty sturdy side in the Premier League. Well, especially with um, Adama in at, at wing, and he's just a little fire truck. And I, I saw Traore. What, yeah, what what he's been able to do. It's funny, like he wasn't going by Traore because there were a million Traores. He's going by Adama, but then I thought Adama. That's what Lauren Green characters was in Battle, Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> which no one remembers. But anyway, intruder <laughs> alert! Intruder <laughs> alert! I'm with you. Yeah, those were the Cylons. Yeah, side to that? side eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And that was our first time we heard about Starbucks, because it was Apollo and Starbuck. And what was his little? uh, He had that little that little creature sidekick. Yeah, L nine D two. No, I don't know. You're incredible though with your recall. (laughs) I wish that was it. Yeah, me too. Um, But anyway, uh, Wolves is a yeah. Wolves is. It's funny. I had to learn how to say that. England are ahead. Wolves is. It Wolves are a good side, and that guy is uh, just an absolute truck. What's funny about him is that. He he never scores scores any goals. I mean he he was a guy who didn't have a very good season last year. For a guy who's supposed to score goals, it, it's almost like he's just figured it out in the last month. Like uh, and sometimes that light bulb goes off in professional sports like that. Yeah, they're currently seventh after <clears throat> sustaining a two one defeat at the last breath or virtually the last breath as the man I like to call Bobby Firmino, Roberto Firmino, doing it again with Sadio Mane sustaining a knock. What do you make of this Liverpool team and their continued resiliency, even though, look, I mean, they're, they're 16 points cleared with a game in hand. This thing is over, but the hoisting of the trophy, yet they continue to find ways and they find the motivation to continue to win these tight games. Yeah, I think it's 31 unbeaten now, and when you think about... Normally, when a team has run away with the Premier League, I don't think about them anymore. And I'm not a Liverpool hater, despite the fact that they beat my team in the Champions League final this spring. But I do find myself now hoping that they'll lose a game, just because it, this is is getting out of hand at this point, Dan. It's been out of hand. Uh, Jimenez with the goal for Wolves, but unfortunately, they fall just short and they are in a flat-footed tie with Manchester United and Tottenham for fifth. So the, the spot in the Europa League... Very much up for grabs. The shoe, Sheffield United sitting on 33 points. And Southampton, Arsenal, Palace, Everton all just a small handful away. So that maybe is the most compelling of the races as we go down the stretch. Uh, One real surprise, and although it's a surprise to me, you kind of called it Leicester City. Nice bounce back over the Hammers, but they've fallen on some tough form now in third place in the Premier League. Yeah, and I think I don't think they'll drop out of the top five, but I sort of see them probably fifth when it all comes down to it. It's funny how spoiled you get, um, and it's happened with Giants fans. It's happened with Warriors fans too. But with Tottenham, with uh, you know Pogatino finishing in the top four every year, it's like the Europa League. I used to pray for the UEFA. <laughs> it's the old UEFA Cup, or I remember when we got into the Cup Winners Cup. Those kind of got combined. Like when in '91 when we got in the Cup Winners Cup, I was so excited. I hadn't been back to Europe. Of course, they had had that ban for all English teams for five years because of the uh, hooliganism. Kr- yes, Kriegsmarine is there. I was actually in Europe when that happened in '85. That was Liverpool and Juventus and and uh, Brussels. Uh, but anyway, um, I that that loss that Manchester United had to uh, Burnley. That's the first time Burnley has won at Old Trafford since in our lives, 1962. Wow. Now, when we see a stat like that as an American, you thought, oh my gosh, they've lost for 60 years. 
fact of the matter is they might not have been in the top flight. Right, right. So it's a little bit mis- misleading. Um, but we've got some, and we'll get to it, some very interesting FA Cup action. Yeah, without a week. doubt. Fourth round is uh, upcoming. <clears throat> and that, that Burnley victory really propels them, not totally safe from relegation, but it gives them separation ahead of Brighton, Aston Villa, the aforementioned Hammers, Bournemouth, and Watford. Norwich City looks like they're going down, barring a, a miraculous turnaround. But an interesting race, and for the time, Burnley kind of removing themselves from that, that cluster chuck. Yeah, and, and Tottenham just beat Norwich on Wednesday. We had some midweek action, and it was a little uh, it was a little iffy there for a while. I want to give a shout out as we before we get to the FA Cup, some results over the uh, the weekend. Um, good, they had Everton was at Goodison against Newcastle. They were leading two nothing, ninety plus four, and Florian Lejeune, a defender, scores a bicycle kick. He's never scored for Newcastle in whatever five years. Then right after that. Uh, Florian Lejeune scored a goal in this goal mouth scramble. So Goodison, it, it was 90 plus six. So 90 plus four, 90 plus six. It's a, this is why you got to keep playing until the final whistle. A 2-2 draw. But I bring up Florian Lejeune, the Frenchman, not just because he's never scored, but I remember when Newcastle signed him about, I don't know, four years ago. He talked about, oh, yes, when I was a kid working for some criminals, the way I would dispose of corpses is I would put them in the trunk and I would weigh them down with weights and then I would drive the car into the middle of a lake. And they're like, what? And he's like, nothing. Like he <laughs> he realized, like, what are you talking about right now? And he's like, oh yeah, I did it multiple times. And they go, Can, do you want to get a little more specific? And he goes, maybe we better change the subject. And how do you drive into the middle of a lake? I, I don't know how that went, but I can tell you that if I'm a striker and I hear that that guy has that story, I'm probably avoiding that guy. Yeah, I'm not going to be uh, that aggressive <laughs> on a set piece inside the uh, the six-yard box. That's, yes. that's for certain. Lest, yes. lest I wind up in the trunk myself. One more look back mm-hmm. at the week uh, that's gone by before we look ahead. And you have to point out the unsightly draw for Chelsea at Stamford Bridge against 10-man Arsenal. Props to Arsenal. It's a gutsy result. They needed it as they continued to try to push for maybe that spot in Europa. But to allow a a 10-man team to equalize on your ground late, that's an embarrassing way to only secure one point. No, it is. But I said there's some tough times now in the capital right now. And he said, look, there are a lot of teams that would kill to be in the... Like Chelsea, Tottenham... Uh, and uh, Arsenal are all in the top 10. And you think about Crystal Palace as another London side, and you've got you know the QPRs and the Charlton Athletics that are trying to get back up there. A lot of people would like to have these problems. One other little shout-out that I thought was cool in the, um, in the Tottenham game v. Norwich is that they had a pregame ceremony, as they do sometimes, but it was a guy's 103rd birthday who was at D-Day. Now, of course, the British and the Canadians were at Gold Sword in Juneau. That's not exactly Omaha or Utah. But 103 years old, his name was um, Captain Mayhew, still going strong. So just a little shout out that we think that generation is gone. And there's still, there's Captain Mayhew going to a, a football match, Don. At 103, which is impressive. To do anything at 103 years mm. of age, other than decompose six feet under, that's an impressive. But to still go to a football match at that age is even more impressive, I'd have to say. Very cool, yes. And before we get to the FA Cup... Because I can't wait. The biggest news around here, if you're MLS, is that the little P, Chicharito, is going to the Los Angeles Galaxy. Um, I know some people were saying this is the biggest signing in the history of Major League Soccer, which to me made me laugh. But on the other hand, 
if you're a fan of Mexico and El Tri, he is the all-time leading scorer, believe it or not, 52 goals for the Mexican national team. And uh, I think about the tickets that he can sell. The only thing is there was controversy one day after he signed because he was on the phone with his dad. He goes, I guess I'm about to retire, huh? And they're like, oh, so this is the retirement league? And he goes, no, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I was just saying I can see the, the end of the tunnel here. Right. Yeah, but he's he's right. In essence, he's right in in part. It, Chicharito mm-hmm. had an opportunity to play in Major League Soccer 10 years ago and chose not to, mm-hmm. obviously, because there were more competitive leagues and leagues where he would be compensated at a higher level. But for Major League Soccer, to get a player of that caliber, and he still has a lot left. He yeah. can't even be 30 years old, I don't believe. No, it's just, but the, then again, Major League Soccer is celebrating a guy that West Ham didn't want. You know, that's just, I hate to put it in those terms, but sometimes it, reality bites, as Ben Stiller would say. Yes, you hate to do it, but you were quick to point it out. Yes. So I guess you don't hate it quite that much. Hater. Hey, hater. Let's talk FA Cup. We've got a couple underway right now as we sit. I believe we're in the, the fourth round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, those those non-league teams play the first few rounds, and then they, they bring in the big boys round Northampton three. Northampton yeah. Town going up against Darby County. How about that? Wayne Rooney, he's back. With Darby County. Yeah, and Northampton Town is a League Two side. The, the Cobblers, Dan, because they make a lot of shoes in Northampton. The Peach Cobblers? I love a good oh, Peach Cobbler. Apple Cobbler, go. it's more of a pie. But is it on Mount Cobbler? That's interesting. Ty Cobbler would have to be on there <laughs> <laughs> as we go all And the I think back. maybe Corn on the Cobbler. Not bad. Yes. Uh, QPR also taking on mm-hmm. Sheffield Wednesday, but the match on Friday. Please explain. The match on Friday? It's Sheffield Wednesday, but they're playing Friday. It was a poor effort. Oh, I'm sorry. Why are they called Sheffield Wednesday? They're called Sheffield Wednesday because when you are down the pits, as they say, these guys were all... I mean, Sheffield is basically Pittsburgh of England. It's Steel Town. There's a lot of coal up there. They call it the the black country, especially Wolverhampton, which we get wolves. But the, um, the miners had one day off, Dan. And so your day off was Saturday. But then they realized everybody had the day off. So... They had to have miners who would have the midweek break. So they had miners that their day off would be Wednesday. Well, when can you play soccer? So they had one team that played on Saturdays, Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. And then at Hillsborough, they had the team that played on Wednesday. And they just wrote Sheffield, comma, Wednesday. And that became their name, Sheffield Wednesday. And their nickname is the Owls. Great, great story. Thank you. It's fantastic. Uh, fourth round action again tomorrow. We've got some of the big boys playing Leicester City. We'll be at uh, Brentford, Burnley, and Norwich City, Coventry City, and Birmingham City. A lot of cities going uh, head-to-head. The Shoe at Millwall, that's an interesting one. Mill Brawl. You know, I went right by the new den when I was there in October. And if you take the Thames Link south, and I was taking it down to, um, to Brighton, it goes right by the new den. You can look, you can look right in. Speaking of new, um, when you look at uh, Liverpool, we were talking about playing Shrewsbury Town. They play at the New Meadow. They played at Gay Meadow for 97 years. Think about that, how long that ground lasted. And one of the things I like about Shrewsbury, which is a team from the 1880s, their their crest has three loggerheads, which in America, loggerheads means a dumb guy. Uh, loggerhead, loggerhead, a loggerhead is a cheetah. To the Brits. So you have three loggerheads, three cheetahs, and then you have floreite salpio, which means 
Flourish Shrewsbury. And I'm like, now how can they get the Latin name? And it's because so many Roman outposts are where you know English cities are, like Londinium is London. Verulanium is St. Albans for some reason. But Salpio was originally... Um, Shrewsbury. So Floriot, Salpio, Flourish, Shrewsbury, but they've never really won anything. They're yet to flourish. They're but yet to Florio. What I say? You, Mike Florio. <laughs> you're talking about a team that, uh, Pro Football Talk, that's been around since the American Civil War. I mean, it's just so much tradition right there. It's incredible. <clears throat> and you are able to spin these yarns so eloquently. I really appreciate I'm that. A, I'm a nerd. Bringing some of the history to life. Of course, uh, your Spurs looking for a trophy They'll be at uh, Southampton taking on the Saints. I went to St. Mary's Stadium one time. It was right after they got rid of the Dell. And um, there was a Matt Letizia bar there. I remember I walked. It was one degree Celsius. And I walked across a bridge. I walked across the River Itchen. And I said, it's so bitchin' crossing the Itchen. (laughs) And no one knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And then they lost. It was... um, Andreas, uh, who was the uh, Swedish guy? Well, whatever. It was a it was a bad day in Blackhawk. Bad Black Rock. Bad day in Blackhawk is when someone breaches the the gate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, shout out Blackhawk Country Club, and yes. uh, they're they're two different courses. Bournemouth and Arsenal will be Monday. Manu and Tranmere. Yeah, and how about Tranmere? Tranmere is if you go to Liverpool. You have the Mersey, and then right across the Mersey on the west side is Birkenhead. And Birkenhead is where Prenton Park is. That's where Tranmere Rovers plays. And when I think of Tranmere, the great players, John Aldridge, the great Irish striker who played for Liverpool and for Juventus, he started off at Tranmere. But it's kind of a joke, because Stanley Park is where you have Goodison and Anfield, the, the Everton and Liverpool fans. But it's always whenever they do poorly all their joke is i think i'll support tranmere now <laughs> nice. so yes a little and they hate manchester united and liverpool so i think they'll all be pulling for those on the that peninsula is called the world w-i-r-r-a-l so go over to birkenhead to prenton park to the world knowing this is only good on a pod for you and me yes and manchester united is a team that's in a little bit of uh, turmoil right now with marcus rashford Sidelined, you know, devastating why? my fantasy team. He has a rash. He's he should have. <laughs> if it was a rash, he'd play through it. He was playing through mm-hmm. back issues. Yes, he's got a pretty bad back issue. One to two months, he'll be out, which uh, speaks to partly the trouble Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is having. Although he says, "quote The Manchester United hierarchy is supporting him. The supporters aren't supporting him, but the hierarchy is." What's Manchester United going to do, Rick? Because to me, it doesn't seem to be a manager issue. It's more of a talent issue. Well, on a, guys like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, they, they grow on trees. I hate to say it. Not talent-wise, but managerial experience-wise. You're not going to give up on a guy like, like Marcus Rashford. He's a guy who's still a kid, in my opinion. He's He hasn't even filled out yet. Um I'll always choose talent over management unless you have somebody who's, you know, if you have an Andy Reid or a Bill Belichick, you're like, look, we'll get some scrubs. He'll coach him up. You can't say that about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer yet. He does not, doesn't have the pelts in the wall, so to not speak. Not yet, yes. And if injuries <laughs> to Pogba and Scott McTominay and now Rashford out as well. And uh, Anthony Martial not developing, as you might think. How much of that is on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Yeah, I wonder about what kind of attitude he has or or why he's not fitting in because 
Martial was a fantastic striker, and I was sick when Tottenham didn't get him, and he's proven that he can bang him in in the Premier League. Yeah, talk to him. So it's just a matter now of uh, he might be going through a bad spell. I don't know what's going on with him. ESPN.com with a poll. Is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the right man to turn Man U around? 366,000 votes have come in. And the no has it right now by a 51 to 49% margin. So wow. that speaks to the great divide of the, I, the two camps on OGS. I would have thought it would be more 80% against. So that's actually, that's that's good. It's not good news to be losing, but it does show that at least half the fans feel that. And I think half of that, too, is just the love, you know, for that team. Like it was weird when, uh, you know, Tottenham in the last round and they of the FA Cup and they're going up against Jonathan Woodgate and Robbie Keane as the coaches for the other team. It's like, I'm not rooting for your team, but I still love you guys. Right. Yeah. And that's where the uh, cross-pollination in English football in particular becomes so dramatic where, like, like you were saying, Wayne Rooney back now at Derby County and he might go up against... Manchester United or yeah. one of his other former clubs. He's also yeah. with Everton, right? Came up as Everton. Yeah, that goal he scored as a, what was he, an 18-year-old, one of the greatest debut goals of all time. And you just thought, wow, Everton are on their way back to the glory days of the 80s with Graham Sharp and Howard Kendall. And then, they, no, they sold him. And all he did was score more goals than anybody else in English national team history. Let's kick around a few of these transfers that have mm-hmm. happened since we last uh, <clears throat> had a discussion Start with Victor Moses, who goes from Chelsea to Inter. How might this affect Christian Eriksen and his potential move, or does it at all? I don't know. You know, it's funny. The Christian Eriksen to Inter Milan situation kind of reminds me of when Mark McGuire was with the A's and Sandy Alderson let the trade deadline go down to the last 10 minutes, and he called up his old buddy Walt Jockety in St. Louis and goes, come on, just take McGuire. He's like, I I got nothing. He goes, give me Kenny Battle and TJ Matthews and Juan Cruz. We'll just call it a day. And it's like you have this great player, and he's kind of like, eh. Now, the one thing I really don't like, and this is true with the internet trolls and Twitter trolls, what have you, is that Erickson is getting so much hate from a lot of the fans. And so I think these fans either have a short memory or they haven't been watching. It's not like he hasn't been trying. Um, he has been excellent the last three games. Giovanni Lacelso has been good the last two as well. So like he's trying and Erickson's not. I'm like, hey, you guys have, he's one of our best players of the last 10 years. No one has more assists since the Premier League started in 92. And, and that's, it's going to be sad when he goes. I know he's going to go. He said he wanted to go, but I just, I don't like the revisionist history of like, oh, we got to get rid of him. There's a guy named AJ Tracy, who's a rapper that you never heard of because I never heard of him, Uh, but he's a Tottenham supporter. He sang at halftime in the Champions League final, and he was tweets out, I hope Erickson never plays another game for us. This is a 20-year-old guy. You know, it's just, I don't know, it just irks me when I don't see the proper appreciation. Right, especially when you talk about a player who's been so productive for Tottenham and has been a part of some of their greatest moments in mm-hmm. recent history mm-hmm. to have the fan base turn on him, basically because he fell out of favor with his manager, I think is short-sighted. Yeah, and I, you think about, when he played and and when he doesn't play, like what happens? You know, like when Steph Curry doesn't play, what is often when George Kittle? How does the how does the run game look? The Niners can't run anymore, and then he Kittle plays again. Wow, what blocking he does! Those years and those games when Erickson missed, it's just I don't know. I think I think people, it's what have you done for me lately? Just a couple more here. It's Golasso Supremo. We're running down some transfers. Rick Tittle and Dan Dibley with you. Aaron Moy. 
goes from Huddersfield Town to Brighton Hove and Albion. Good player. I've always mm-hmm. liked his yeah. stylings. Louis Berry goes from Barcelona to Aston Villa. Is it surprising that so many of these teams near relegation are making these moves, or is this pretty standard fare in the January window? Well, um, if your team, I mean, you're desperate to avoid the drop because you can go away forever. And we've we've talked about the teams. Like the first 20 years I followed soccer, there was an old adage that Coventry can't be relegated because they had, because Manchester United and Tottenham both got relegated in the 70s, not Coventry. That was just never going to happen. There are five teams that have never been relegated since the Premier League has started. Only five. And so it can happen to anyone and you go down and it, look how long it took Villa to get back up. And I say Leeds and Knott's Forest have never come back up. It's it's just remarkable. It's like saying, you know, Notre Dame and Michigan went down and we never heard from them again. Right. It's like, what? That just wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. That just would be uh, inconceivable. Yes, it would. Um, Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho is back in the news jabbing his old club, Manchester United, on the Bruno Fernandez transfer saga. Can't he just close his mouth? Doesn't he have bigger fish to fry? No, and this is why um, when when Tottenham got him, I was like, on the one hand, a guy that's won 30 trophies, but on the other hand, you know you're in for a show, and sometimes that show is not a savory one, but that's just his personality. Now, he's not Antonio Brown. He's not self-destructive, but yeah, he'll always have an opinion. He'll always say something. And Fernandez is potentially going to be transferred from sporting they want 80 million pounds while United are offering 60 million. Quite a gulf between the two sides. And he had to, Mourinho had to chime in with, how was Lisbon? Lisbon was good. So Bruno Fernandez come to United or no? So you go to Lisbon and he's not coming, but coming or no? Just mind your own business and worry about your own failing squad right now, Jose. I would say that as well. And listen, some of these loan fees, it's funny. It wasn't that long ago that a loan was always free. And now you can get money. For a loan. I look at that. We were talking earlier about Willian Jose. He belonged to Deportivo Maldonado. Is a, a, ta- a team That's Candy's I, brother. Yes. A team that I had never heard of in Brazil. They loaned him out five years in a row to Barcelona and Real Madrid. And each time they lent him out, they got like $30 million. It was a genius thing to do. You want Willian Jose? Yes. We'll loan them to you for a year. Okay, how much? And then teams kept paying. They kept paying. And if I'm the player, I'm like, you're just jerking me around. I'm your ATM. And the team's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, are. Yes, you are. You are. That's crazy. Yeah. And so does he get that money or that transfer fee goes to the club and then they pay him whatever they pay him? He gets not one red cent of it. No. So when the transfer fees happen, how does the player then get compensated? The player has to agree, as they say, personal terms. And it, it's funny, I listened to the uh, Danny Baker, Gary Lineker podcast the other day about how much these players get per week. And we can see things of, you know, 150,000 pounds a week. When Gary Lineker started off at Leicester City, he got 16 pounds a week and he got five pounds that he was supposed to give his mom for driving him there. Wow. And he said his mom was so sweet, she'd always say, I don't want the five pounds. So he got 21 pounds a week. It's so big. Yeah, and I'm not, I don't begrudge these players, but so they can agree a fee, Inter and Tottenham and Christian Erickson, and Inter could say, we'll give you 50,000 pounds a week. He's like, I'm already making 120 per week. And he can say, no, the transfer is off. 
he has to agree personal terms and then pass a physical. Gotcha. Gotcha. A couple more mm. before we depart here on Golasa Supremo. Copa del Rey, we had ourselves a stunner. Tiny Cultural Leonesa, <laughs> two, Atletico Madrid, one in the round of 32 in extra time. Is this the kind of win that can propel a club for really the lifetime of, of players on the pitch to beat a big boy like that? I think what this, just knowing from what I've seen in England, all that gets you is a um, a spot in the latest version of Giant Killers, which was a show they had. And then the headline in the paper will become a t-shirt and then everybody will forget about it outside of what are some of the greatest upsets ever? Oh, remember when Cultura, whatever you said. Cultura. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, remember when they won? This usually doesn't jettison you into the the top flight. It's usually a big team. It's like when um, Tottenham lost to Knott's County, which is what Juventus bases their jersey on, by the way, the black and white stripes. And I remember Jurgen Klinsmann said, everybody there is the same size as us, the same speed. They've been playing soccer their whole lives. Why are people surprised by this? And I'm like, well, you guys are world-class players, and they're a bunch of, you know, hacks. That's why. Yeah, and this team is uh, from Segundo Bay, or, mm. you know, the third division, yeah. essentially down. Second Bay, third division. Right. <laughs> it's just <laughs> incredible, and they'll be drawn into a round of 16 matchup today. And uh, pretty, pretty impressive for this little club to come through and knock off one of the big boys. No, and, and that's why we love these cup rounds, because the, the the history is littered with them. My team suffered from it. Every team has. You take your eyes off the prize. Just for a second, you play some old guys. You play some young guys. You're trying to rest your good players for, and you just kind of assume, well, I can rest basically everybody here, and you can't. And that's the beauty of the Tranmere run, beating Watford to set yeah. up that uh, battle with Man U. Go Rovers. In the fourth round. Yeah, the Tranmere Rovers, yes. Indeed. Uh, some more transfer talk. Liverpool keen on £70 million to get Isco from Real Madrid. Does Liverpool really need to add another piece to an already stacked squad? Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you want to go depth, 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 you can. I don't know why Isco would want to come. It's funny. Um, for the last three years, Tottenham have been linked with Isco, and it always seems like Real Madrid can't wait to get rid of him. But I know that um, Zizou likes Isco. He likes him more than he likes Gareth Bale. Um, I would love to have Isco on my team. If I'm a Liverpool fan, you'd say, why not? Because you say, ah, we don't need him. And then the next thing you know, three guys break their legs and you're like, oh, it's too late. And in addition for Tottenham possibly losing Christian Eriksen, not my ente, but your ente, Fernando Llorente might be making a move as well. Perhaps uh, Olivier Giroud from Chelsea might be going to enter as well. Well, Giroud is a striker that still has a lot left. Please, please no, Fernando Llorente. I just, I mean, come on. Give me a break on that guy. I, he scored some important goals. He had a great attitude. He's a nice guy, but he's the king of missing sitters. He's plodding. He's slow. I, if we can't do better than that, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, you can't be missing a sitter. If you miss a sitter, then you're leaving the kids at home alone, and nobody wants that. This was a production of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.